saw the Rambam. We saw the Chiddush. And we saw the Chiddush, the Rambam. The Rambam says that when Hashem makes a balance in the world between when Hashem makes a balance in the world between tzaddikim, if a person is a tzaddik or a rasha, so there's a balance with each person. A person's majority is chusim is a tzaddik. A person's majority avonus is a rasha. Same thing in place, same thing in the world. A majority tzaddik, a majority mitzvah is a tzaddik. A majority avarus is a rasha. And we saw a chiddush between the Rambam and Rashi. The Rashi says that the world is judged by a majority of its people, and therefore, if the world, a majority of the people in the world are rishayim. It's a world which is considered mukhra uh, as being bad. And it's a, a world where the majority of the people are tzaddikim, and it's a world which is decided as being uh, good. Masha Enke in the Rambam doesn't make a tzaddik on uh, the people. The Rambam makes a tzaddik on the amount of maizim. And therefore, we're not counting what pe- how many people tzaddikim are showing. We're counting the overall amount of maizim. So there could be fewer tzaddikim who are bigger tzaddikim, and the world will still be a bigger considered tilted to the side of Sotim because the overall amount of Maisim, Tovim, are more than the amount of others. That was our first Chiddush in the Rambam. The second Chiddush in the Rambam is that Rashi talks about everything being possible, the possibility of everything being in the mass of a Benini, Right? Everything could be in the middle and therefore one more Tzadik will tilt the person, one more Mitzvah will tilt the person, one more Tzadik will tilt the world because there's the possibility of a Benini. And we saw by the Rambam that maybe by people there's a possibility of a Benini. But when it comes to the world, so then there's only the optional tzaddik in Russia. There's no optional benefit. Right. So now we were trying to explain this. And uh, the third question you asked the Rambam was, and that is that he says that if a person's a Russia, in other words, he's a rubber a virus, immediately he's nechtam the mesa. And we saw that the Rambam asked the question, and Tzitzit asked the question, that that's not the case. We don't find that. We don't find that immediately people die because they're a Okay, so that was the question. So we saw Shittas Rashi last week, and then there's what's enough Gemina if the world is a place of Tzadikim or Rishayim? So if Hashem is punishing every person for their various rewarding them of the mitzvahs, so what's enough Gemina if the world is considered a Tzadik or a Rasha? And we saw it creates the backdrop against which the person does something. And then if the world is Rishayim and the person does the mitzvah, the mitzvah is worth more. Because it's against the backdrop of a world which are distant from that. And if the world is the world of Tzadikim and the person does something good, then it's not as much because... That's the expectation. That's the place that he's in. The mitzvahs that Noach did against the Dara Mabul were worth much more than this. Had he done the same mitzvahs in a different position because of the opposition to the place. And therefore, if that's the backdrop of the world, then you can't have a world which is a benedict. The world is either tzaddikim or rishayim. And that's providing the backdrop for the person. And uh, therefore, it's not totally on the amount of maizim involved, but it's totally on the amount of people. Because like we said last time, you could have had one of Ramavino and the whole Dara or whole ten Dara is a rishayim. And it could be Abraham's outweighed the, the Averis of the ten Tzadikim. Could be. But if you ask what had more of an effect on people, right, the one Tzadik or the millions of Rishayim, so of course, that the millions of Rishayim act as more of a something to overcome than the one Tzadik. And therefore, what, what made the world a world of Kulay Rishayim was the fact that there were more Rishayim. And therefore, a Tzadik who stands out against the backdrop of a world of Rishayim is that much greater. That was the shit that we saw of Rashi. Okay, now the next thing we're going to see is the Shrit of the Ravid. And Ben Shemar will come to the Rambam, I'm just pulling up step by step. The Ravid asks a question on the Rambam. The Ravid asks, how can you say that Rosh's immediately nechtam nechtam the Mesa? That's not true, we see Rishayim look. So the Ravid says a principle, and he says, on the, and he brings a, a basin, he's referring, he doesn't quote it here, but in other places the Ravid says the same, you saw it, 
he quotes a Pasuk. And it's a tremendous chedish in the Pasuk. The Pasuk is like this. Ki ha'adam is It's a Pasuk in Kedis. A person doesn't know his final time. A person doesn't know when he's going to die. Kadogim hanechazim Like fish who caught in a bad net. What does that mean? What's a good net? What's a bad net? What does it mean? What's the comparison? What's the... What's the... What's the... What's the idea of the fish? What do you need the marshal for? So the rivet says that you start like this. The rivet says the idea of the fish in the net is that if a person throws a net into the water, the maestro is um, the net in the water, the fish is inside the net. The fish has no idea he's inside the net. He thinks he's fine. He thinks he's swimming freely in the water. And bad thing is he's trapped because the net around him. He doesn't realize that. It's only when the net gets pulled out of the water then he cuts the mafreya that I, was, I, was, I wasn't caught now. I was actually caught a long time ago. Just as long as I was, I was in the water, I didn't realize I was in the net. But Lamaisa, it's been some time since I was caught. And that's the, the dogim and the chazim with soda ra. It's only when they get pulled out of the water and then they, they, don't, they can't live anymore. Then they happen in the net. But the, the net didn't come now. The net's been there from before. They just didn't realize that. Now, what is this now? What's the possible? A person does know when he's going to die like the fish in the net. Says the rabbit, and this is a tremendous chadish, not to be scared of maybe, says the rabbit like this. The way Akadish Baruch Hu judges the world, he says, if let's say you'd have a person that didn't have which was Machai Vimesa, then says Machal Shabbos. Now, you have one person, Machal Shabbos, he's a young guy of 21. He's also Machal Shabbos, an old man of 70. If the way Hashem would give the din was, that's it, you're both going to die, it's not really fair. It's not really fair because it means that one person lost much more life for Mimichal Hashab than another person. Let's say both of them had a life expectancy of 80. So the guy was 21, lost nearly 60 years. The guy was already 75 and lost 5 years. So, yeah, so he says, therefore, it's not fair to punish them straight the way, same way when it comes that one's getting punished much more severely than the other one. Which says the Rabbit? Therefore, the Rabbit is a Kiddush. And he says, Rashem decides. Um, whatever it is, that a person's a Russia and therefore he's going to die. The Pshat he's going to die means we're taking years of his life. So he gets a minus five. So everyone is going to live, minus five. He's a big Russia, get a minus ten. Now it could be this Russia is a Russia from the word God. It could be he's a 21 year old Russia. And he goes to Shirashan and he thinks life's great, everything's fine. He doesn't realize he just lost ten years. And he's a Russia the next year, he's only five years. And says the rabbi, therefore a guy can die at 40, and you think, wow, what did he do? He don't have, he's been losing years for the last 40 years. That's the Masuda Ra. It's not that right now he was caught in the net. He's been in this net for a long time. One second. Let me just finish the last question. He's been in this for a long time. Which means, every year that he's nichtam lemisa, he loses years. Now if he's not such a big Russia, let's say every year he loses a year. So he's going to die by Chatziyomov. That's what Gemara says. Uh, uh, not, not a big Russia, an uh, average Russia. Well, that half his story is now because every year he loses a year. So if he's meant to live to 70, he'll get to 35, whatever it's going to be. Because each year, he, each year his nigs are on him, minus one year. If he's a big Russia, then they won't even get to half because every year they're losing more than a year. So it'll catch up to them much faster. So if they're losing two years for every year, then they're going to die much younger. But the Yisrael, the Rabbi says, it's 100% true. A Rosh is nigz on the Misa. But it doesn't mean he's going to die now. A Xeris Misa means he's losing time of life. And the only question is, when is it going to catch up to him? Because depending on how long he's meant to live, 
his house sooner that he's going to run out of years, so to speak. And then he's not going to die at that age because of the various of one year. He's dying then of the various of twenty years. He's been in the net. And just now the net pulled out the water because there's no there was no time left. Which is right. So, and that is Where's this first Where's the rivet? The rivet's on Yvamas. On Mentos. Memtes. Memtes Yvamas. Now the there's another point here also. And the rivet holds he explains this to Gemara's legend that a person can get back time also. And as of one time, one year the person is in Russia, so his Xeri was minus five. And the next year he does children, he becomes a Tariq. And now he's Nigzar le Chaim. So Chaim can mean plus five. He can get the time back again. So it doesn't necessarily mean that because the person's lost time, he can't re- re- reinstate it. He can't do children and get it back again. And as long as he's still got enough time to live to get there, he can get the time back. And the this isn't derived because this is in the first of the Gemara. The Gemara has a machlekes between Rabbi Yekiv and Chachamim in Sanhedrin, and that is if a person does shiva, machzirin layamov or meisifin layamov, which means when a person does shiva, can he just get back time or can he even get more time? <coughs> in other words, does shiva mean that a person can just get back to the original time Hashem intended him to live, and whatever amount of time he would have lost from doing a virus? He can reinstate, he can get back to it again. Or does Shiva mean a person can even get more than he was originally meant to have? That's why the Pashas is not like that. That the, the Pashas says that a person can only get back what he was originally meant to get. Okay, so it's Machlokes in the Gemara. It's Machlokes in Psukim, really. To have some various Psukim, could, as a result of Shiva, a person can even get extra. To a place where he wouldn't have gotten. Right, and therefore he'll be given more life than he was originally meant to have. It's, it's interesting, Machlokes in the Gemara. But either way around, it works very well with the rival Shitta, and that is a Gezerah of Misa and Chaim is uh, not now. It's, it's in the overall Arichos Yom of a person. Fine. Okay. Good. So now that, therefore, the, what's the rival answer with that? The rival's answer, what it means that uh, a person's Nigzal Misa if he's a Rosh, and a person's Nigzal Chaim if he's a Tariq. Which means uh, he will be given more time or less time, but it's not necessarily something which is going to take effect right now. It's clearly not the Ram Shetan. The Ram doesn't talk about this. So this idea of the Ram doesn't talk, doesn't talk, doesn't bring this whole chiddush to the right. The Ram doesn't talk. So what's the Ram Shetan? So what's brought by a number of Acharnim, including the Chavetz Chaim and Slant and others, the Ram Shetan is that the Gemara means exactly what it says. The Gemara means exactly what it says. As someone who's nixer as a Rasha. Someone is nixed him that he's a Russia, if that's the case, he's nechtam dem al the nisim. When the Nushana, like the Gemara says. The Gemara says that Tzadik is nechtam the Alta the Chaim and Nushana, the Russia is nechtam the Alta the Nisim Nushana. Okay? But uh, the, the obvious question is, but not everybody is dying, we don't see that. So they all say the same Yusuf. And that is, there's a difference, even today, let's say in a court case. There's a difference between uh, a, a verdict of a person's innocence or guilty, and then after there's a sentencing. Now, even if we decide a person's guilty, what are we going to do with him? And it's normally a second case. The person has to establish the facts. Was he guilty? Was he innocent? And now, even if someone comes back with a guilty verdict, sentencing. now there'll be a second case of sentencing. What are we going to do? What's the punishment going to be? And uh, basically what they say is, basically the matter works the same way. The dinner of Rosh Hashanah is the verdict. Are you a Tariq or are you a Russia? 
What are we going to do about it? That's separate than the Tum And this fits very well in the Gemara. The dinner of Shoshana is, what's your status? There's a dinner of a Tzadik, who gets Chaim, there's a dinner of a Rosh, who gets Mesa, there's a dinner of a Benini, who's undecided. The dinner of Yom Kippur, like the Gemara said, is what's going to happen to a person the next year. Now, that doesn't necessarily follow from what the dinner of Shoshana was. It's a separate din. And why is it a separate din? Because Hashem will take other factors into account what to do with the person. And therefore, the way Rabbi Shoshana explains it like this. If a person was negative in Shoshana, he's a Tzadik. So whatever Hashem decides to give him Yom Kippur, HaKadosh Baruch is on Hashem's Cheshpah. Because the Tzadik deserves Chaim. And therefore, if Hashem decides to give him Chaim, Hashem is giving it to him as a gift. Well, not as a gift, but from himself. Hashem is giving the Chaim. Because he's a Tzadik, he deserves it. If a person is a Rasha, then the Pshat is he doesn't deserve Chaim. Mitzad the Din, he deserves Mesa. So it could be for whatever reason, Hashem will give him Chaim on your Kippah. You'll live. But it's coming of his Cheshpah. You'll get sentenced for life, but you're going to pay for that because you don't deserve it. And therefore, and therefore, Anachanami, a Rosh doesn't necessarily die. It could be he'll live. But he's not deserving that. And if that's the case, he has to pay for the life. So whether it's going to take some of his chosim, which the Chofet Chaim says it, or it's going to it's going to be because of some other Cheshmer Hashem has in mind what he needs him for, or like it's, Hashem kept the whole nation of Moab going for hundreds of years because he wanted Rus. None of them deserved it ever. Right, but uh, Hashem oh, no, is. She could have come from somewhere else. <coughs> she could have come from somewhere else. No, she couldn't. She had to come from Moab. We explained it a different time. Well, I had to come from the next lot. But it's uh, wherever the Cheshman is. In other words, what you deserve is one thing. What Hashem is going to do is a different thing. And therefore, it's not a question. You ask, well, why, why are they living? Why are they living? It's because Hashem and the Cheshman wanted them to live. What did, did they deserve to live? No, they don't deserve to live. That's what it means. And that's what it means. And you, you don't deserve to live. Russia deserves to die. If Hashem is designed to keep him alive, it's either because Hashem has some other cheshman why he needs him in the world, or he's going to pay for it. Hashem will give you life on your own cheshman. You're going to pay with schostim, you're going to pay for that life. Because you don't deserve it. Masha'enka the tzaddik, the tzaddik deserves it. And if that's the case, if he's nixed on the chayim, then if that's the case, then if Hashem gives him life, he deserves it. It's Hashem's giving it to him up for free, or without charging for it. Now, if that's a shit in the Rambam, like I said, a lot of Rambam got this in the Rambam, there's a snap right on the Sufi Rambam himself, it's much more like this. Now, if that's a shit in the Rambam, Agav, this is an interesting side point here, and that is, let's say, a person thinks Hitake is a Russia, or he's exposed to that. So he's still Davin Pachayim in your Kippur. It's going to cost him. Is a Kedai. Oh, says the Chaim, it's always Kedai. Because as long as the person is alive, he can gain more chai. He can do chow, he can do more mitzvahs. Right, so it's kadai. It's kadai to give, to, so to speak, to lose a certain amount of a person's chosim to get more life. Because if a person is now doing chow, he can do more with the time than the amount he lost. So it's a kadai question to make. So it's kadai for me to, to ask for chai, even if it's going to cost me, because from using chai right, I can gain more than I lost with it. Obviously, if a person is going to squander chai, then he's not gaining anything with it, but... If a person is directed to using to using that, then it's for sure it's a kedai cheshbon. Now let's go to the next step. If that's the pshat in the Rambam, that what the gather of chayim is, now let's go to the next step. What? How does this apply to a place? Or how does it apply to the world? How does it apply to a place? Or how does it apply to the world? So exactly the same thing, and that's what I'm says all together. If a medina is of a nesam 
then the status of this Medina is it deserves to be destroyed. Is Hashem going to destroy it? Not always, because Hashem is either Cheshbonus. Sometimes, like by storm, He will. Sometimes He won't, because Hashem is a Cheshbon why He needs it. And therefore, it deserves it. It doesn't deserve to exist. But for whatever reason it is, Hashem is keeping it because it has something to do. No, that's the whole world. In the next, so when it comes to the whole world, does the world deserve to survive? So there's a cheshbon. It could be the world doesn't. It could be the world doesn't. But it doesn't make a difference because if, besides for the time of the Mabel where Hashem destroyed the world, since the Hashem says he's not going to destroy the world, so even if the world deserves to be destroyed, it's not going to happen. But that's because Hashem is a second cheshbon of what he's going to do about it. Then it's the question. So what's the nafkamin? What's the nafkamin? What's the nafkamin? The fact that the world deserves to be destroyed. But Lema'i Sashem is not going to destroy. So, no, so the obvious question is how Hashem deals with the world. In other words, if, if, if you want to unhug of Chesed or unhug of Hashem's native, it's if the world deserves it. If the world doesn't deserve it, so it could be Hashem is not destroying it, but for sure it's not going to be most of the native to it. The world will be much more run up it in. Now, therefore, if that's the Cheshvan, then we understand that Ramashit said there's not Sali on a of people. Are they more tzaddikim or are they more rishayim? The cheshbon of does the world deserve to exist is a rov meisim. Sachakol, and the scales of everything done in the world is the more tzaddikim, more tzaddara, which means they're considered like a balance sheet. Is the world a successful enterprise or an unsuccessful enterprise? If we come out with a credit at the end of the day, there's a credit. There's more mitzvahs than various in the world, so we're making a profit. Then the world deserves to exist. And if later then it's the other way around. That if you're going to sum up everything on the... It's like, imagine if you have a store, right? So you might have one or two items making a profit, but if all, all, overall you're making a loss, so you're not going to keep a store going because of the one item which is profitable. So, of course, so if you're losing money every month. So then it's not a, not a worthwhile venture. And something over here, it could be there will be tzaddikim who are doing good things, but if you're looking at the world as a whole, and altogether the world's making a loss, so then, again, Hashem is not going to destroy the world because there's other cheshbonahs in the world. But if you're going to ask what's Hashem's cheshbon with the world, and as well as Hashem considered the world, so if then it's a matzah where it's rubber avarious, there's a majority of avarious, then the world's not a successful venture, it's going in the wrong direction. Fine. That's the that's the Shittu Sarampam. Now there's one more point we saw in Shittu Sarampam, and then we saw the Ram himself says that the shikl zef, this shikl isn't the feel the minion of the schosim and the avarious, it's not between how many avarious and it's, it's the feel the value of the schosim. Because he says, there's a schos which is connected to Avoinus, and there's a which is connected to Avoinus. And we ask the question then, which way around is this? Does that mean each mitzvah has a value? Each mitzvah has a value, and we just don't know what the values are. So we, we can't describe how many points to each mitzvah. But Hashem has a, has a system of rating mitzvahs. Or do we say it's not objective, it's subjective? Which means we look at each mitzvah, its value, in the context of how the mitzvah was done. So a person who tried harder, or a person who's more difficult, that mitzvah he did is more valuable than for a different person. Now, when it comes to rewarding the person, that's for sure true. No one's arguing about that. There's an effort for reward. And the more a person has to overcome to do something, for sure he's going to get more rewarded for as an individual. But now we're asking a different question. And that is, we're looking at the balance of the world. Right? In other words, is the world a successful enterprise? So do we count it just by the amount of mitzvahs being done? Or do we count it in some mitzvahs in that balance, in that scale, are worth more than other ones? And the Ram says, the end shaked him ere bedaitish shall kill Deus. You can only be shaken in the das of Hashem. 
Either way around. So that the Ramah saw you said, that there's a din, don't wipe people up. Don't wipe people up. Don't wipe people up. Don't wipe them up. Don't you decide if they're a Shreem or Tadikim. Right? The Chama were told straight, no, it's not up to you. Now, why would they think it was? Obviously, they had enough times in Shreem, but in their value system, in their balance, so they thought he shouldn't get a hold of a book. And what is Hashem saying? Basically, Hashem was saying to them, this isn't for you to decide. Right? Why? Not because Hashem is playing favorites, but because you don't know the system. If you don't know the system, then you can't judge the system. Why does Hashem teach us the system? He doesn't want us to judge this. This is a bad understanding too. Whatever it is. And therefore, a person can't judge himself either. And that's the point which the Gemara says, twice. Different places. The Gemara says, a person should consider himself a Benedi. Now, that's not a joke. It's like false or novel. Like, you know, you're a big tzaddik, you know that everyone's learning from you, you know that you've written Svarim, you're learning Yom Vedaida. No, 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 I'm just Benedi. It's not meant to be false or novel. When the Gemara says it, and Rava says, Amr Rava, Anon Benedi, Anon, right? He means it seriously, which means a person can't judge himself. In Achalami, I see the good I've done. But maybe not weighing it up in perspective, which is Rabbi said, compared to what you've done wrong. And if that's the case, ain't Shaklim, you can't make that decision. Then I'm saying, there is such a Cheshman, it's a Cheshman in Shemaim, it applies to everyone, it applies to the whole world. But you can come along with Cheshbonus and decide, I know the world's a bad world, I know the world's a good world, I know I'm a Tzadik, I know I'm a Russia, I don't it. It comes from their plans, that person's thinking himself as a Benedict. It's an extension of the Kassad Mishnah. Right, I'm explaining it. So you say to the Kassad Mishnah that we aren't, we aren't able to judge. Not just other people, ourselves either. Ourselves either. We don't know the, the value system of Hashem. Don't be, uh, be a Russian, don't think you're a tzaddik, whatever it is. We don't know. Now, that option, are therefore, most will think I'm a Benini, right? Which means, I'm not sure where I am. That applies for a person. Right? There's no value in thinking the world's a Benini. I'm not deciding the world. Especially according to Rambam. So therefore, when it comes to the world, or to the place, Rambam doesn't have the option of a Benini. It's that for the person by himself, he says there's the option of Tzadik, Rosh, or Benini. And the Pshat Benini, the Fidus, is, I don't know. I'm not decided either way. But then, like the Gemara says in Kedoshin, which obviously I'm also has the Gemara, that's therefore a person to think. If I always say Mitzvah Achat, that's going to be me. If I do one more good thing, so he may not make myself more Tzadik. And now, the man says, I did the one more Mitzvah, now I need to think I'm a Tzadik. And he says, no, I'm still going to think I'm a Benini. I'm always in the same position, because I don't know how Hashem is judging me. Right. That's the story of the Rambam. The answers the three questions you asked. We saw three Mahams. So Rashi, we saw the Rivers, and we saw the Rambam. So